how are you in that sort of like the wild west of Plymouth where it's all been kicking off in a really horrible way? Bloody hell. Never has the mitts been so infamous for living here. So are you safe? Did you make oh, it through? I am finally, thanks for asking. <laughs> Everyone else asked. Was I was I the only person who didn't actually message you and see if you were Yes, I'd like to give a massive shout out to the messages I got. Thank you so much. And as for you, Ben Ando. <laughs> I kind of assumed I was actually quite surprised you didn't crop up on like News 24 or something talking about um what's happening and also obviously how great you are. I did call them. I said, I'm 24. Can I be on your <laughs> news channel? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, people who are young like you me even if, even if you switch those digits around you'd still be doing yourself a favour look you've already had a go just before we started recording at my nose and you tried to get me into unflattering position so you could take photos of me and actually that was that was at the same time as you were telling me that Fresno prison warder looked hot I was oh, like yeah. mm, she looks really hot and you're trying to take a picture of my bendy nose what was it doing <laughs> So what are we talking about today? Oh, hang on. You've got to say who you are and I've got to say who I am. I'm Victoria Mitzi. I dwell in Devon, in Plymouth to be exact, the scene of actually the most hideous, heinous crime, which we're obviously going to talk about. And everybody who knows our podcast knows we're going to talk about. Um, as well as that, I gave you a little throw forward as well of the uh, prison, a couple of prison warder stories that you're going to love. We've got... Shaganigans. We What's the other one? We ditched one just now, so it's confused we ditched me. Prince Andrew. We're just going to do Plymouth and Prison Waters, aren't we? Good. Yes, and that's enough for us today, I we're think. All actually, that shooting is going to take most of our podcast. I say, oh, and I'm, oh yes, and I am. I'm supposed to be doing an introduction. Um, this is our true crime podcast. I'm Victoria Mitzi, and I live in this little box with Bernando, and we come out twice weekly, which means we're both by. <laughs> and Ben's a bi guy, I'm a bi girl, and we're really pleased to have your company here because we love you. Talking of coming out, oh yeah, so my name used to be Ben Ando, and I I am still a former BBC News correspondent and so on, and all that for us. But I've recently We do journalistic things. I've recently discovered what my ja my drag queen name is. And my <laughs> your my drag queen name, and you can sort yours, we can work out yours in a minute, is the name of your grandmother, the first name of your grandmother, and plus the last kind of sweet or confection you had. So my drag queen name is Carmela Starmix. Oh my God. Which I think sounds like a really good drag queen name, actually. <laughs> but I think I'm going to drop that permanently. Not as good as Dina Chocolate. Is that you? <laughs> yes. Is it, hang on, what, what, are, what, are, what, are, what sort of chocolate was it you had? It was actually a chocolate pudding, so it could be Dina Pudding. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say it was like a star bar, maybe Dina star bar. Mm, no, it doesn't. Yeah, because you're supposed to have the um, sort of confectionery aspect, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you know, if you had a nuts, it. like Dina nuts. Nuts, 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 nuts. Or Dina's Dina. knickers. I mean, Dina's knickers. <laughs> Dina dime. <laughs> that's That's a shout out to our American friends. Oh yeah, howdy, howdy to you, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, well, ha a big howdy doodly do. <laughs> so to, today, massive hi to hi. I mean, we're not really going to go too much into what actually happened in Plymouth, in so far as the awful, awful, horrible tragedy. Um, 
We do have some interesting stuff we're about how it unfolded, my side. What? We we do have some interesting stuff about how it unfolded, my side. But, yeah, we've got uh, a bit of that, but we're going to talk. We're, we're yeah. just, you know, we're not going to. There's not going to be any joking around about some of the things that happen there. But what we are going to be talking about is some mm. of the social media stuff. Exactly, uh, and, then, and what you can and what you can't. And then we're going to talk about uh, two prison warders on either side of the Atlantic who got a little bit too frisky with the prisoners. Matron, take them away! Oh. Not with prisoners on the other side of the Atlantic. They well, both yeah, stuck they to their were. own side. Well, they, yeah, but I've I mean, gone really croaky, this poddo, sorry. <laughs> croaky mitts. It's because I'm trying to compete with Gonzalez, the lusty <laughs> prison officer who has no shame. Dina Gonzalez. <laughs> you like to meet Dina Gonzalez. Yeah. And with her, Do with you think she does dirty Sanchez too? There's a hole she cuts in her trousers. <laughs> she would definitely do a dirty Sanchez. Tina Gonzalez. She, hey, we could rename <laughs> We could rename it Dirty Gonzalez. Dirty Gonzalez. That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> That's her porn name. That was the last chocolate bar she ate. <laughs> what a dirty Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tina, you've got a bit of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got a little bit of poo moustache there. <laughs> oh, I could say the same thing to you, Ben, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, you've got to tell listeners what you're wearing. By the way, I'm wearing a wife beater. I've been to the gym and just got back. Oh, that's a late trip. No, because you were off to the gym no, way got... earlier. No, you're right. I, uh, I you wore your stinky wife, wife beater. I got back a little while ago. And then I just couldn't bother to change. And then I had dinner, and now I'm here. Because actually you just don't care. I don't care, it's true. You care as little <laughs> as Dina Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. On Thursday, where were you when you heard the news? I was sitting where I am exactly now, in my study at home. And I was uh, kind of doing a bit of work. And then I sort of happened to see on Twitter something came up saying, oh, my God, what's happening in Plymouth? And I thought, oh, I don't know anybody in Plymouth. I'm not really very interested, but I suppose I'll just have a little look. And I started searching. And of course, it didn't take long before I came across some quite graphic imagery showing what was happening in Plymouth. Oh, what did you find? Well, there was um, various, I mean... So what the, the first thing I saw was some video footage that had clearly been, you know, taken obviously on a mobile phone of um, a street with police, two police officers and a police car. And then on the ground was what was obviously a dead body. There was a pair of legs sticking out from a sheet and a big blood stain around the head. And I remember thinking, wow, that's quite graphic. And it, it wasn't, you know, we've all seen images like that, of course, you know, um, but it wasn't. And I remember thinking, oh, that's that's a bit, I'm surprised people are showing that much, you know, detail on social media and doing it so quickly. And and, and then when I started looking into it, and realised that some people actually kind of Facebook live streaming some of what was going on. I was like, wow, um, this is a sort of a, I'm sure it's happened in the States when there have been shootings there, of course, but, you know, we, we don't have a lot of shootings. This is what the first one in a decade in the UK. Well, and, sorry. Yeah. And this, this kind of, the kind of live unfolding, live streaming aspect. I mean, you know, we have live unfolding events on the news, but usually it's like a film from a helicopter or it's, you know, a reporter who is talking outside of police cordon, maybe, you know, 500 yards or a mile away from, from where whatever is happening 
is happening. Um, and seeing this with people who are clearly right there because they live there, live streaming on their phones, that was quite something and it, and it was a little bit different. We should probably give a bit of a background. Of course, this is the city in which I live and the ocean city it's described as. And um, I can quite freely say that having moved from London nearly two years ago now, it's not as fast as London by any stretch of the imagination and crime-wise significantly different in that it's a massive county and the level of similar sort of violent crime, knife crime, the much, much less. So, of course, you have you have uh, certain types of... You've got different types of crime, really, here. And this was just a massive shock. And I can say, living in a, a village on the outskirts of Plymouth, people here are really shocked. When I was somewhere a bit earlier, you know, people are stopping and gathering around the radio. It's quite crazy. So, I mean, just fill us in on what happened then. So I think that's probably your job. Yeah, sure. Well, the person who did the shooting has been named as Jake Davison, who killed five people, including a young girl in Plymouth. And he was, it's now transpired, a licensed firearms holder, the police have said. He was 22. He shot two women, two men and a three-year-old girl in a deadly six-minute spree in the Keyham area of the city. Police said the incident was the worst mass shooting in Britain since 2010, uh, but they confirmed it wasn't terror-related. In online videos, Davison spoke of being beaten down and defeated by life. Emergency services were called to Biddick Drive shortly after 1800 hours on Thursday night five people including Davidson died at the scene and one died later in the hospital Devon and Cornwall police chief constable Sean Sawyer said Davidson was a firearms license holder he said the weapon used in the shooting had been described by witnesses as a pump action shotgun but police were not confirming that at this stage there's a lot of unconfirmed detail and it's only just now come out it came out the the day after the shooting didn't it that um the details of who'd been shot this hasn't got the detail that he started the shooting with his mother so it started as a family incident and then it went on to him shooting himself and a lot of videos are coming out from his youtube channel which reflect his misogyny so tell me about his youtube channel and what does it show I've seen and heard the same clip which said that he thought women were dim or thick or something along those lines and talking about them being social media princesses. I think he was an incel, which you told me about, didn't you? No, the incel movement. No, he is one of those celibate uh, people yeah, yeah, who that's subscribes to... Uh, being celibate and not liking women very much and sort of blaming them there's a blame element in that I think and you know I was just talking to the Terminator just now about it and he said there's no surprise that um, this is you know he started the shooting with his mother I think um, it's connected to the way that he feels about the world and about women. So here's a question um, because I've seen some chat about this on social media in the immediate aftermath or the day after the shooting do we think if this guy hated women and decided to go and kill, um, was this, is this, does this, does it count as terrorism? Against do you, women. Do you see him as a terrorist? Because it's against women. Well, 
he went and shot lots of people. I mean, mm. he actually shot two men as well. But do you think this is because I think there's been a lot of discussion and a lot of anger among sort of female um, females who I follow on Twitter and so on, saying, "Yes, of course it's terrorism," and yet because it's not somebody um, killing for a political reason or something, it's 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 kind of like they're calling it like a domestic incident that escalated. And some people say that's completely wrong. This is terrorism, plain and simple. He, there is a group of the society that he hated, and he tried to kill them, and he did kill them, and that makes it terrorism. It's pretty simple. What do but you think? But you're saying that because there there are two men amongst them, that it actually isn't really focused, because otherwise he would only have shot women. No, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that's what some people are saying. Right. That's not my view, but that's I'm re- I'm reflecting the view that I've seen. So most women on my feeds are saying. This is obvious terrorism. Um, he was somebody who had a pathological hatred of women. He belonged to incel, as you said, or was, was a follower of this incel idea, whatever you want to call it, philosophy. And he clearly decided that he was going to kill women. He killed his mother. He killed a little a three-year-old child. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, he killed another woman, uh, but he also killed two men. Then he killed himself. So the question is, I mean, I, I think it's very clear that he is a terrorist. And there is no question. There is no um, sort of argument against that. Yes, some are saying, "Well, this was a domestic incident that escalated because he because he killed his mother." But so the question is: Is it did he kill his did he kill that woman because she was his mother and he hated her, or because she was female and he hates all females? I mean, there, there is there is a sort of a, a, a discussion to be had around that. I don't I don't know what the answer is. Well, it's interesting that you say this, and then I googled terror terrorism. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, the BBC has written a longer piece by your, isn't he your chum, Dominic Casciani? Yeah, exactly. you know him? Yeah. Incels, a new terror threat to the UK, question mark. Oh, there we go then. So there's, a, there's truthful elements well, hang on, in that. did you say okay. a new terror threat, question mark? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the point. There is a, there is a debate around this, isn't there? Yeah. Um, what if any role his, uh, what if any the role his belief in incel culture played in his murderous decisions. Well, we I think this has to unfold a bit. I think we have to see more. You know, we have to hear more. It's it's very new to us because of you know we're, we're yeah it's very um, recent events. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and um, what I did find interesting was what we were talking about a little earlier about um people live streaming and your argument because I thought you know the first thing that the police um issued the statement that they issued to certainly here in, in local news was to not publish pictures because it was the first thing that people did and it was um it's now just the sign of the times i suppose mm-hmm. in news and you had a very strong argument for it which i was quite surprised about well i mean i don't not saying i would argue for it but what i would say is that we have i mean in, in essence everybody has got you know a highly complex um sophisticated um, TV device on them at all times. You know, with your phone, you can get online, you can get live, you can, you can live stream video from wherever you are pretty much, certainly in a country with, you know, widespread 4G, 5G, Wi-Fi and so on. And so suddenly everyone is a citizen journalist. And we've had, you know, we've talked about that before, but you have got, you know, the genie is out of the bottle now. With The, the, the internet is there, it exists, it has good and it has bad. And... Um, I don't know. I mean, I can understand why the police would say, please stop live streaming, please stop um, sharing these images. But I'm not entirely sure what, I mean, they can't actually do anything to stop it. I can't see that there's any grounds for prosecuting anybody who shares those images. I mean, it's not a very nice thing to do. It's 
quite tasteless, but I don't see it being a criminal offence. And I think this is something that is going to feed into the narrative going forward. And the, the danger is, of course, that if these things do become live streamed, it makes them more of an event, it creates more of a, I don't know, uh, mystique, if you like, around them. Um, and you have the poor on Corrigale's Oprah effect, where suddenly others might think, oh, you know, I'll, I'll do something crazy and get live streamed by everybody on boring Thursday night in August. Well, I can see a couple of issues with it. And it occurred to me after I'd finished talking to you and I was doing something else and I was just thinking about it, um, that it would be horrific to see, say, that little three-year-old was yours and there were people, you know, live streaming pictures of them with their brains blown out. That Oh, it would be horrendous, completely horrendous, I agree. But, you know, there are there are websites on, on the internet where you can see... Um, you know, execution videos by ISIS, or you can see um, video footage shot in other parts of the world, like in, for example, in Brazil, where, you know, people are being, you know, killed because of, you know, in gang fights and stuff. Yes, but so, the places that you've mentioned are slightly, you know, their, their laws are slightly less regulated. And we've got to, we can't say because that's done, that it's okay. But isn't that exactly the point? Is that, you know, you, we'd like to think we have a more regulated media, but we don't really. And that's what the internet has done. As I said, you know, you, you've got this thing where actually in, in many ways you could argue it's a great leveler and that someone living in a favela in, in Rio would say, well, you know, welcome to the club, Britain. You know, you, you, we, you, know, you might think uh, all that horrible, nasty, evil stuff only happens over here. But, you know, it, you, this, is, this is you having to come face to face with it, you know, in inverted commas, in your own back garden because it can happen anywhere and it and the fact that it can happen anywhere because everybody's now got a device on them it can also be streamed anywhere it's 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 a, i think it's there's, there's gonna be a lot of debate about this it's you know it, it's it's a tough one i mean i, I don't know well, what is your way around it you you have I suppose what you basically you have to rely on basic human decency which is that most people in that circumstance might get out of their phone and think, hang on, I'm not going to film this because I just don't want to, you know, I, I, I can barely look at it. I, in fact, quite a lot of people probably would even look away rather than see what this guy was doing. Um, but, and, but, there, but it's true, the instinct of some people is to start filming it. It's very, very sad. And it certainly made me the next day... I didn't get out of bed as early as I usually did. I have my, my five-year-old daughter with me. And I just sat there thinking how lucky I was because somebody was waking up without their three-year-old this morning. And Absolutely tragic. That's because... Well, no. I, and the only thing that occurs to me out of this is that he seems like a lost soul. There seem to be mental health issues. Yeah, but, but, but yes, possibly. But then why the hell was he a licensed firearms you? Well, we shall see. And by That's the time the that this podcast reaches your ears, we'll know that a bit is more. That question for another day. And I suspect by the time this podcast does reach your ears, those questions... I mean, I don't know if they... Will, will they have been answered by then? I don't know if they will. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Mm. How are you? Are you okay? Me? Yes, you. But did I look sad when I said that? No, well, you were wistful and you were thinking about yourself lying there pondering that, you know, there's a mother in Plymouth who's woken up without a three-year-old little girl. Yes, I just think there's a lot of sad stuff going on in the world at the moment. I think what's happening in Afghanistan is not just to broach a small world issue there is very scary for for, uh, the, the whole nation and just sort of other things. I think I can, <laughs> you, I was going to go into socio-economic 
problems. Oh, can I tell you also, I've had something yeah. going wrong with my eyes at the moment. So I had to go to the eye hospital right. in Plymouth mm-hmm. the other day. And the Plymouth they, Eye Eye Hospital. Eye Eye Captain. It is the Eye Eye Captain Hospital. And, uh, and they literally sent me home because... With a flea in your eye. With a what? With a flea. With a flea in your eye. Uh, I had a fly in my in soup, ear. actually. They just said the waiting time's really long. Uh, we've got way more. It's just impossible to be seen. And so I went home and it, it made me very, very sad. I mean, I understood. However, you know, I was having problems with my vision and I found something in my eye. And I thought that was quite a serious enough reason, miss, to, to be there. But um, it was also my daughter had um, a toothache, couldn't find a dentist, couldn't be seen. Everyone just said it's it's full. You know, the NHS is full. There are some problems in the southwest. So I just think sort of the NHS is kind of having real problems and that makes me very, very sad. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think you're right. There is um, There are issues around the NHS and it's a shame that um, they sent you away without being able to look into your eye. Look into your eye, not around the eye, don't look around. <laughs> I think it's also just the, you know, it's the COVID situation that led us into this fine mess of a podcast in the first place. It's, it has caused quite, you know, the, the impact of it on everything, on life, on jobs and things like that. I, I just kind of think, you know, it's nice to be back into being able to go places and, you know, going to the cinema has been really nice and stuff recently. But the, the world's a bit of a crazy place right now. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got my eye on a smitten prison officer who helped her inmate oh, love that. it. Before that, while well, I've got my little violin out, you know, if you want to make me feel better, uh-huh. what you can do. I don't know, play the world's tiniest violin. <laughs> yeah, and while you're doing that, you can get your wallet out microwave. and go to... <laughs> I hope that's your finger, Ben. You can go to buy me a coffee forward slash YDLMF and just make Mitzi smile. Buy you a tissue. <laughs> buy me a sanitary towel. <laughs> um, but maybe it's because I've been on the cider and it's late. That's it. I'm feeling a bit morose. <laughs> no, that that story is hard hitting. I've got to say. <sighs> yeah, it is tough. Oh yes, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Smitten, Take it from the top. Smitten prison officer help inmate lover escape. You have to see the pictures on this one. I'll put yeah. it on our socials, <laughs> obviously. Erica Whittingham. A 33-year-old former prison officer has been jailed after forming an inmate uh, relationship with an inmate and helping him escape. Darby Crown Court heard she believed that violent robber Michael Seddon loved her, but she helped him escape by letting he got out and she was waiting for him in a car and she drove him away to safety. But then once he was on the run, he got into a relationship with another woman. Yeah, about five minutes later. But yeah, what's, so, uh, what's, even, what's the best? And you know I love a mugshot. The pair of them just look exactly as you'd imagine. If you had to, like, if we got um, Priscilla, your chum, Priscilla, Priscilla Coleman. Coleman, if we got her to, like, do some mock-ups, yeah. she'd draw them. Yeah, she would, absolutely. And, I mean, he's got the sort of the low, the slightly protuberant ears and low hairline that you'd expect. Uh, and that look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> what me, Gov? But what I love is, um, so Erica Whittingham was given a three-year prison sentence at Derby Crown Court after admitting these two offences. So the first offence was harbouring an escaped prisoner and the other was misconduct in a public office. Now, 
her defence barrister said in court that she had been diagnosed with depression as a result of what had happened. She was smitten with this man, he said. It is right that history is littered with the often foolish and extreme things people have done in the name of love. The judge uh, recorded Balraj Bhatia QC said it was a difficult and sad case. He said, I accept that you may have been going through difficult times, that your marriage of 11 years standing had dissolved, that you may have been emotionally vulnerable, but you knew what you were doing was wrong. The evidence makes it plain you were responsible for escorting him away from those premises in due course in the knowledge that he was an escaped prisoner. And apparently they stayed in hotels together, which she obviously paid for. He climbed over a fence as staff gave chase and fled in a waiting car driven by Whittingham. This is this is romance for you. Um, I mean, of all the places that you picked for sort of to, to go on the run with your sort of dashing jailbird lover, she drove him to Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> <laughs> and the pair remained in contact and met up on no fewer than eight occasions at various locations around the country, said the prosecutor, with Whittingham paying for accommodation and hotel stays. But there was a break when Seddon formed a relationship with a woman in the Bournemouth area. That's not a million miles from you. It wasn't me. I know. That was Dorset, not Devon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came round here, had some cider. So so, oh, so she, Seddon had put pressure on her once he noticed she was no longer wearing her, her wedding ring, said the prosecutor. She, sadly, eventually succumbed to his attentions and the advances he was making. She is brutally honest in the pre-sentence report when she recalls that she had found someone to love her, someone she could talk to. Whether that was reciprocated or not, that was how she was genuinely feeling he felt towards her. Oh, dear. But, so, so I think we can, we can safely say that Erica Whittingham, who's now sort of serving this three-year prison sentence, is genuinely remorseful about what happens and probably realises that she made a bit of a mistake there. However, someone who's not remotely remorseful is someone I think you're going to tell us about. <laughs> Can I just say before that, yes. um, former prison officer going to prison, will she get like her head stuck down the toilet and like the bad treatment that police officers often get? Um, I suspect she probably will. I, will I mean, she get a whirly? <laughs> is that when you they put your head down the toilet and flush it? I think, I think that's what it's called. I think it's got a few different names. Have you <laughs> oh, ever well. been whirlied? Not that I can recall. <laughs> it might clean our glasses if we... <laughs> I mean, if, if, I just, if, I, if I haven't got time for a shower I just, and I want to wash my beard, I might just put my own head down the toilet and brush it. Oh, will you do that then? Um, and I shall tell you, if you can still <laughs> hear me with all that going on, about <laughs> California prison guards sentenced for having sex with an inmate in view of other prisoners. And then it, it has a colon of the <laughs> literary variety and it says depraved. 26-year-old Tina Gonzalez took responsibility for her crimes at the Fresno County Jail, but also had been made vulnerable by recent end of her marriage. Oh, same as the other one. Their attorney said. Uh, and then there's a big photo of someone looking tray glamorous, gotta say. A California corrections officer. He had, oh, I'm a corrections officer. Do you think she gives out her card or takes it out from her cleavage? Who <laughs> <laughs> had sex with an inmate in full view of 11 others will serve 210 days locked up, followed by two years of probation. The sentence delivered Tuesday, the sentence delivered by Judge Michael Idiot in Fresno County. Judge Michael Idiot. <laughs> All stand Idiot. for Judge Idiot. Don't want to be an American Idiot. 
followed testimony by Assistant Sheriff Steve McComas, oh dear, who said the actions of former county jail guard Tina Gonzalez were something only a depraved mind can come up with, reports the Fresno Bee. You like that. The Fresno Bee. <laughs> According to Fresno TV station KC. How do you pronounce that? K-S-E-E. K-C. KC. Casey, the sheriff's office, began to investigate after staff members were tipped in December 2019 to a county jail inmate with a cell phone who was also said to be in a sexual relationship with the officer. Yep, me. Oh, me too. (laughs) It says apparently she had been working as a corrections officer for more than three years, but had been boasting about her crimes (laughs) since committing them. Hmm. She has shown no remorse and has had several sexually explicit phone calls with the prisoner regularly. after after quitting the job because she, she she was arrested in may she uh, she quit um but has still been phoning him up to, for filth talk uh, McComas elaborated on the allegations in court saying an investigation showed not only that gonzalez had had sex with the inmate but she also gave him razors a potential weapon behind bars and told him when officers would inspect his cell reports the bee Bzzz. <laughs> <laughs> gonzalez also allegedly cut a hole in her uniform to make sex make sex yeah, i make sex with you. i make sex <laughs> should i tell people that i am a good at sex <laughs> with the inmate easier oh to make sex the inmate easier <laughs> make nookie now is that that classic newsreader reading a head skill that you developed do what uh, all newsreaders are supposed to read about four or five words ahead aren't they so they get the meaning do you? Of do you? So they don't think, well, not, i'm not a newsreader anymore am i you are? i haven't been a newsreader since hang on the last bullet the last radio news bulletin i read was in about 1993 that's a long time ago it's a very long time ago. When you were what? Only, a, I don't know, what, 30? I was about two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> her actions were witnessed by 11 other inmates. It's a bit late for me. 11 other inmates. <laughs> Phone logs reveal Gonzalez kept in contact with the inmate even after she was caught. You're right, Ben. You've read ahead here. Must be your newsreader <laughs> skill. <laughs> she was a very naughty girl. She's a very naughty girl. But I have to say that as one hot mug shot. Yeah, it is a good one. It's um, do you know what it's like? It's like a female version of twenty four seven. Um, uh, George Michael's police officer song. <laughs> what outside? You know when yeah. he does? Yeah, when he. Oh, look at you! You've obviously modelled your look on that today. Well, I've modelled my look on Tina Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, you should send her a selfie. I'm sure she'd love it. From behind bars. I'm not going to send her a selfie. Who knows what she might be cutting a hole in. Oh, she'll invite you over for a whirly. Do you think she'll take a whirly for the team? <laughs> I think she probably would. <laughs> only if everyone comes to watch, though. <laughs> only, if, only if 11 other prisoners watch her getting the whirly. <laughs> <laughs> only if she uh, can cut holes in her uniform. That's her threshold. It has to be at least 11. <laughs> She won't do it. She won't do it for just ten. <laughs> oh, Tina! <laughs> she turns it up to eleven. These go to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else naughty in here? She's worked <laughs> as a correctional officer since 2016. She faced a maximum of three years and eight months in prison. Oh wow! Oh well, that was a good spot. We only found that because we were looking at the other prison, <laughs> of- naughty prison officer. 
So that's it. Okay, I'd like to say a couple of things now, please. Go on, then. say a couple of things. Uh, I won't mention buy me a coffee, although it's on our Twitter handle, YDLMF, at YDLMF Podcast. That's us. Keep sniping me. Uh, thank you for all your interactions. It gets to the point, I should I should actually take more note because everything goes a bit whirly at the time when we release and then everyone goes quiet again. Um, but we've had some stuff back, Ben. We've had some um, some requests following my bid last bi week, um, my bid for saying about content and feedback. And actually people are liking your historical stuff and your descriptions because apparently they've been lacking. What this historical stuff in the description? Your crime, your your oh, um, previous, yeah. yeah, your the good your old previous days. convictions. <laughs> yeah, your old Bailey stuff and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, okay. Well, mm. we can do. We can, we can. Well, how about how about a bit of Randy Rolf? I found some old Rolf Harris notes the other day. <laughs> what did they say? He's a dirty old man. Well, because we, <laughs> there is all that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, some Rolf. Let's go for some Rolf and his didgeridoo. We can do a bit of didgeridoo. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> yes, Rob, it's a sex offender. Yeah, so people want your explanations. Your explainers have been praised. <laughs> he has been doing it for a long, bloody time. <laughs> true. He's an old explainer. That's because I'm very, very, very old. <laughs> You're very by nightlight now. A bit like J.R. Hartley. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about fly fishing? I don't, but I do know I'm rather old. If you're listening from other parts, on other corners of the world, Google J.R. Hartley. <laughs> nobody cares about <laughs> Okay, on that note, nobody cares. That's our mantra. It is. Uh, you didn't let oh. me finish podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And what's the choice of one? At YDLMF podcast. Very good. I'm impressed. Got it right once. Yeah, you've been working. Whoa, that. here she comes. <laughs> She's in her gym jams. Is she going to say hello to me? Yeah, come here. Good night. Come here, come here. Good night. My name, oh yes, it's J.R. Hartley.